With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom up America, Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. And coming to you from the holy city of the holy land, Jerusalem, Israel. More on that to come. The Dollar Shave Club Six Blade Razor. Brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. Uh, when you see the story, you will automatically think, okay, Brown's got their quarterback. But then you read again and you're like, okay, the Brown's quarterback may be in deeper trouble and so might the Texans. But then you start to process and think about it and you realize that uh, okay, uh, this is the way that our legal system works. Uh, John Middlecoff will join us, NFL analyst, host of the Three Now podcast. He'll join us upcoming in the show. We'll talk all things NFL, including Lamar Jackson and the contract, which is has not moved in terms of getting any closer to being done this offseason. Um, we'll, we'll discuss that. Plus, 
we we're getting ready for camps and stuff like we're we're kind of getting into the thick of it as now teams are relatively set and i got a lot of stuff for him including what do we think this does for deshaun watson okay so here's the statement which is i'm gonna go less than two hours old we okay with that we nodding yeah okay less than two hours old that the texans owner janice mcnair hannah and cal mcnair have you noticed what they've done there? We'll get to that in a second. We were shocked and deeply saddened when we first learned of the allegations against our then-franchise quarterback in March 2021. Although our organization did not have any knowledge of Deshaun Watson's alleged misconduct, we have intentionally chosen to resolve this matter amicably. This is not an admission of any wrongdoing, but instead a clear stand against any form of sexual assault or misconduct We hope that today's resolution will provide some kind of closure to the parties involved, our fans, and the Houston community at large. As an organization, we will now turn our focus to the future and doing what we can ensure uh, respect for all. This is this is this is clever. Uh, This is 2022. I I don't know what Deshaun Watson did and didn't do. Uh, I'm guessing that the Texans didn't have a supreme amount of direct knowledge, but were they covered, right? When you get sued, you got to figure out, am I covered? Do I have all my, or if somebody else gets sued, are they covered? And they were, were they enablers in this? Okay. When I read this statement, when anybody reads this statement, something jumps out at me. Okay. Uh, First is that they led with, Janice, Hannah, and Cal McNair. Janice, Hannah, and Cal McNair. Now, by many people's uh, observation, Cal McNair is a bit uh, seen as a bit of a goof, right? Um, He's not as well-respected, especially in the football community in terms of how he handles and how he does things, but whatever. He took over for his father in running the team. But they led with two women, right? This is, we are settling, uh, we are settling suits that may or may not have to do with sexual assault, that may or may not have happened, that may or may not have had anything to do with being under our watch. So we may or may not have been covered, but we'll just cut you a check so that nobody can look into our books, our phone records, or our text messages. That's essentially what it is. That's what it is. Are you kidding me? Right? And I understand. I mean, like, look, in lawsuits, ironic this thing is coming up. Um, in lawsuits, oftentimes people settle just because it's not worth going through the full litigation. Right? Like, even if the Houston Texans had nothing to do with it, to get to that part, you know, you have to have people sit down with a camera and with cross-examination and be deposed. And then they got to turn over their cell phone records and they got to turn over their emails and they got to turn over any sort of app that might have any sort of comment that might make any sort of person look some sort of different. All of these things. So what I, I believe the Texans are just, this is the old CYA. Uh, Jason Stewart, are you familiar with CYA? Yeah. Yeah, I am. That is, yeah. Covering your backside, yep. and I believe they have covered their backside. There we go. 
Um, this has, and, and in addition to it not being an admission of guilt for the Texans and simply avoiding any sort of chance, not just for litigation, but for depositions, it doesn't mean anything for the Deshaun Watson case either. You can make inferences, you can have beliefs, but the reality of how the court actually sees it is different than the public perception. But they are not trying to win in the court, they're trying to win in public perception. That's why instead of saying a, a letter from Cal McNair, it's a letter from uh, Janice and Hannah and Cal McNair. We hope this will re- 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 this resolution will provide some form of closure for parties involved. But they just said that there might be not any wrongdoing. We may not have anything. We don't have anything to do with it. And we don't even know if anything went wrong. And if something went wrong, we don't know how bad it went wrong. And we don't actually know anything about it. But we're going to cut you a check. Because it's just too much of a pain in the us to go to litigation. Because when you go to litigation, whoever has the most money, or the most to lose usually does. Usually does. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your cash rewards in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Terms apply. All right, a ton of things to get into. Uh, Shohei Otani continues to show out. Tiger Woods misses the cut and gets, um, uh, can we say emotional? Is that is that right? Can we go emotional? About as emotional as Tiger gets. You know, he's not one that wears his emotion oh, on I, his sleeve. I, I, dis- I disagree there. He gets, emo- like when he won the Masters without his dad, when he won the Masters and the comeback and his son was there. That's fair. Like he, he he's gotten emotional before. But this is an admission. Like, look, I didn't think he'd ever play professional golf again when he got in the car accident, so I've been wrong. But it does feel like he's not able to play competitive professional golf in reality. He was able to play, but he's not able to compete. And for a guy that would only usually play in the biggest of tournaments because those are the ones that if you won mattered, I think it makes it even more painful. Even more painful. Um. You saw the Dodger Stadium workers aren't going to strike. So Dodger dogs for all there, Jay Stu, for the All-Star game. Yeah, I I just thought it was like this whole lawsuit is interesting to me. And it's become kind of a big local story here. It's like I I literally I I took my uh, significant other to the Dodger game a couple weeks ago. And I spent $150 on, I think, six beers. We had three apiece. Um, And... And then I see this lawsuit, and it's it's like, not only are they charging me 150 bucks for beer, but they are also not uh, paying or treating their employees correctly. <laughs> like, uh, but no, I think the Dodgers always kind of do right in these situations. Well, Dodgers are, I mean, in terms of a profitable organization, they're it's crazy. I don't know now. Is there a third party that pays? Is is do they contract out um, for who pays the actual workers? Yeah, I don't know the. Yeah, there, there, there is a go between, but the headline is the headline was anyways that the concession workers are strike are going to strike the All Star game. Um, so everyone just assumed this was a Dodger v concession worker thing. But I, mm. I just thought it was an interesting story. But like I said, I mean, back in the court years, he probably would have done the wrong thing here. But the, this, this administration, this ownership group, typically does the right thing. 
I I would generally agree. And it's good because um, I don't know why Dodger Dogs got so big, but they're clearly, they're, they're just hot dogs, Jason. They're just hot dogs, right? You do, we, you do agree they're just hot dogs. Yeah, I think there, it's... There's it, nothing special. There's nothing special about a Dodger dog above other other dogs. I, I've heard that take, but maybe it's just being in that stadium with a beer. Fair. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't so, know. So here, here's, the, here, here's, the, here's the difference, okay? There's a pizza place around the corner from where Fox Sports Radio emanates, right? And it is New York-style pizza, but they actually fly in the water from New York so that the dough, t- when mixed tastes like the dough in New York, right? There is nothing special in the water, in the boiling water that Dodger Stadium has. I mean, unless, is there, is it just LA tap water? Is that like, I get it. I love Dodger Stadium. I mean, it's, I think right there in the greatest stadiums on the face of this planet, it says baseball. If you want to say like, what is baseball? Dodger Stadium. You go Dodger Stadium, Wrigley, and uh, Fenway, right? That, those are, and I guess Yankee Stadium. Those would be the four. Those are the Mount Mount. Are we do Mount Rushmores. Mount Rushmores of baseball stadiums. Are we okay with that? Is there anything else you would throw into that mix? No, that's it. Yep, I think I nailed that one. That one I can drop the mic on. So, um, in the Mount Rushmores, but I, you know, it's like, is there really? If you do, you think you could blind taste test a Dodger dog? as opposed to a hot dog from any of those other three parks. And you could pick it out. Yeah, if I put the not. exact same condiments on it. Probably not. And and no, I'll say this, Doug. Never underestimate the power, the marketing power and the power of alliteration. You know, these marketing people over the years, if you call it a Dodger dog, something's different about it because it starts with a D-O. Dodger dog. Angel dog just doesn't have the ring. Yankee dog. Nope. But because it's Dodger Dog, people are like, oh, it must be a mm. different hot dog. Made must be made differently. It's not. It's just <laughs> not. Sorry, I mean I'm like I'm not trying to, I'm not saying don't buy a Dodger dog. They're great. Hot dogs at a baseball game. Like things you should get. You nowhere else on baseball's a place, and we do that's baseball later on the show. Nowhere else on earth would you go, you know what I really feel like? I feel like some peanuts that haven't been shelled. Right? Can I get no, no, no? I don't want the shelled ones. That's too easy. Okay, I'd like some that are not shelled. Yeah, I want them. They, they're salty, and you can kind of suck on them and chew on them, but they really make a mess. They get all over your clothes. Do you have any of those? There is not another place on earth. I, I, I know I'm gonna get some tweet from somebody out there who's like, dude, I order, I have those in my house. I got box and box of it. I'm saying 99.5 percent of Americans. I would never get peanuts that have not been shelled, you know, when they're wearing decent clothes anywhere except for a ball game. But it's completely acceptable to get a hot dog and love it and to get peanuts that aren't shelled and to get a cold beer and have yourself a great day. I'm, I'm just on a roll today. I'm in a good place. Lamar Jackson got into it with a former Baltimore uh, Raven player on Twitter this week. An old friend comes in out of nowhere to defend him. But does he really? We'll get to that next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's on Fox Sports Radio. So I saw this, and uh, it's it's interesting. So, uh, again, uh, if you're not aware, I'm in Israel, okay, which uh, is pretty cool to be able to uh, be at the hotel and use uh, their Ethernet service and use my my uh, my Comrex unit. And what's what I always I I started in national radio doing nighttime radio. I know obviously this is middle of the day in the West Coast, afternoon on the East Coast. But one of the things I loved about and I know that it doesn't. I know that's not actually nighttime radio, but it gives me the whole day to ingest all these stories. So you feel like and and part of it is stories do change overnight, and that's one of the things that doesn't happen as much uh, that way now. Uh, but I, I was reading this. Like I actually woke up to it, a back and forth on Twitter between Bernard Pollard. Remember, he played for the Ravens, was part of the Super Bowl team. And Lamar Jackson, Bernard Pollard this week agreed with the ESPN poll of team GMs and scouts that did not have Lamar Jackson as a top 10 in quarterback, a top 10 of quarterbacks. He said he's a top 10 talent, deserves to get paid, but not a top 10 quarterback. Pollard also claimed that no top 10 wide receiver would come to Baltimore as long as Pollard is there. Now, here's what's interesting about it. I said that. Um, and I don't think that it's solely on or even mostly on Lamar Jackson. I just don't. I, I think the reality is it's mostly on the style of play. And some of it is on Lamar Jackson and uh, the intermediate and underneath throws aren't, aren't crazy accurate. They're, they're just not. Um, but more than anything, the volume of opportunities, the targets, and the, the targets aren't what they are in the rest of the league, you know, in terms of the breakdown of number one wide receiver, the number two wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's just kind of the reality of this style of football. I, I remember Eddie Royal, us playing golf with, once with Eddie Royal. And if you remember, he left the Denver Broncos after playing with Tim Tebow and having a really good year for the then San Diego Chargers. Like, his thing was, like, dude, look, I don't know how to break it to you, but Tebow, one, wasn't accurate, so you wouldn't get the act. But two, just based on style of play, you're not going to get the attempts. Go and look. Go and look. You have to go through, I mean, this is a real thing. You go on, uh, I, I went uh, online and I checked and the top is a real thing. The top 50 wide receivers in the National Football League in targets. Okay. The only, uh, the, the there's two Baltimore Ravens. Okay? Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Top 50. So the perception is that those guys don't get the volume of targets. The reality is they actually did. Okay. Now, Lamar Jackson didn't play every game, and there was a backup quarterback who came in, and many people thought he was a cheaper version, but not as good a version of Lamar Jackson. And there is some question, hey, what do you do here if you can't reach an agreement? But Marquise Brown was the guy. He had 146 targets. Now, he had only 91 catches. Okay. And in terms of catches per targets, Okay, he's down there with uh, Darnell Mooney from the Chicago Bears. DJ Moore had 93 on 163 targets. So the perception is that you don't get the targets, that he's not that accurate. The reality is, 
outside of Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, they're kind of right on line with other people. And they're right on line with other people. They're, they're, look, he's, is, uh, it was Marquis Brown below 191 for Cooper Cup or 169 in 16 games for Devontae Adams? Sure. But it's not like he's that far behind. So here's what's interesting about it. Um, at prime underscore jet, this is Hollywood Brown. Facts, the narrative trying to create on my dog is ridiculous. He can run the show in any type of offense. He just so happened to be in the one he in and doing it at a top level. And every wide receiver who ever played with him knows that. Okay, wait, I, I didn't know how that's facts. But anyway, I don't believe Lamar Jackson can play in any style of offense. And it would be stupid to put him in a different style of offense. Lamar Jackson is not a top 10 pure thrower. I, if that was the question, is he a top 10 quarterback? I think he's right there in the discussion. You know, look, I've said this before. There's a James Harden element to it, that he has the ball and creates plays so oftentimes that his numbers, it's, it's more about usage than it is about how good he actually is. All right, let's get you to John Middlecoff. He's an NFL analyst, the host of Three and Out podcast. Of course, worked in the NFL, worked in college football. He joins us. Um, uh, what do you think of Lamar Jackson in totality in comparison to the, the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? You know, I, I think he's entrenched in the top 10. And then I think, you know, depending on where you sit, you can argue. To me, he's not a top five quarterback, never has been. But for his team, uh, continue to make strides. I'd put him somewhere between like when, when he's humming and when he's right. And he struggled last year with the COVID stuff and the injuries. But over the previous two years, you know, seven, eight, nine range and good enough to put you right in position, you know, in the playoffs. I think the question is, you know, part of the problem, I, you know, I think the 49ers have run into this. Now they don't have a running quarterback, but they, they depend on the running game is you have to hit big time throws in third and and really second and long in the playoffs in crunch time and really in the NFL throughout the season, but definitely in the playoffs. And I think that is the question mark where we saw Burrow do it. Obviously the Brady's, you know, Mahomes, that, that, that would be the only question, but in terms of paying them, you know, it's, they are kind of stuck, you know, in, in a tough spot, given what he's meant for them. I mean, don't, the one thing I'll give him a lot of credit for, remember when he got drafted, Harbaugh and the team had struggled for a couple of years, and it was like he was going to get fired. And then Lamar kind of resurrected Harbaugh and the franchise. Now, obviously, no they question. built the thing around him, but it, it, was, it was ugly. It, it wasn't like the Steelers where they just, even their low moments, they were always, you know, 9-7 and seven or whatever. Harbaugh had some losing seasons. I mean, I think the reason they got Ronnie Stanley is they drafted in the top 10. So... You know, he, he, he saved the franchise. There, there's some value in that. Oh, look, I, I think, are you okay with a James Harden sort of comparison, right? Like, can be yeah, he's incredibly a better, he's a dominant. He's a more consistent human, though. You know, James, James. Oh, I, but I'm not, I'm not taking, yeah, but I'm not, well, okay, that's fine. And, and, and here's where you're right, okay? Like Lamar Jackson keeps coming in in better and better shape and bigger and stronger and seems to be, that, that's fair. I'm just talking about, and, and so you took it a place that, that probably would, I'd find, I'd have to find a better parallel. Um, I don't know, maybe a Damian Lillard, I don't know. He does amazing things. I just, I'm not sure they translate in the postseason. And to this point, they really 
have not except you know, one road comeback win. But I, I just have, have not. That's, that's fair. It's, a, t- it's it? a tough basketball comp because most of the high-level guys like Steph, Giannis, you know, they're all guys that win pretty big, you know. So it's, it, it's hard because it, he's not like, you know, Russell is not a great – it's like, is he really a great teammate? Everyone's like, well, he literally loves basketball. Well, he doesn't play well with his te- – he doesn't ever change. So is he really, you know. I, I do think Lamar tries to change. He's really got a lot better. The one thing he has to get better at, and this is on them too, and probably why they got rid of Hollywood, you need to have bigger wide receivers, is you know the deep outside the numbers throws, where that, yes. that, that ends up a lot right on. That's where I think people are so bullish on Herbert, why people think Josh Allen, like on third and nine, you know, they're going to throw a dime on a deep out for 15 yards that just – you know, is a backbreaker of the defense. And, and that's where, you know, down the seam, right, that Mark Andrews throw, he's great at it, and then Mark dominates. But, that you you know, eventually, I mean, you're playing the best of the best. They, they can somewhat attempt to take that away, and you've got to beat them outside the numbers. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I will push back on one thing that I hear from some people. He would not flourish in every system, and it'd be dumb to use him in a different system. I think this system is great. Like, why would you take away his ability to run? The, I might want to run him a little bit less, but, I mean, he's, he's the best zone read quarterback we've ever had. He's amazing. This idea that you're going to put him in the, like a, well, you could put him in any system. You could put him in a West Coast system. That's not him. And why would you? Totally agree. I mean, you, you wouldn't ask, you know, uh, Justin Herbert to do what Lamar does, right? Or you wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes no. running that offense. So it's just you play to your players' strengths, you know, in definitely in football, but basketball too, and, and you let them flourish. Now you just hope those strengths you, – you, typically you would say the best of the best typically do the most important things well. And that's just, you know, some guys take a little longer to get there. And the hard part with quarterbacks, obviously, sometimes even really good players – never quite get there. Like, you know, Dak will be a guy, will be a hot topic this year. Like, is there, like, to me, Dak's just kind of peaked. He kind of is what he is. He's a solid player. But the problem is once you pay him that, it, you know, people are like, don't pocket watch. Well, it's a salary cap league. And when you pay a guy $40 million, it takes up a large percentage of your salary cap. And it becomes a problem if he's not, you know, an upper, upper echelon quarterback and you can give me all the numbers and I know statistically I know you wouldn't but where he lands and it's like well I, you just watch him he's just sometimes not good enough Stug Gottlieb show you're on Fox Sports Radio um, the Texans settled the lawsuits with the 30 alleged women that may or may not may or may not have sued the Deshaun Watson, right? And they may or may not have some sort of connection with the team. And do you think this does anything to Deshaun? Uh, no, I don't. I, I was working out and that thing popped up and I read their little statement. I, my, my initial just theory on it, again, yeah, I, I've not given anyone the benefit of the doubt on this. I, I would highly doubt that if they thought their quarterback was like, sexually assaulting people that they would try to cover it up. But then you think like, you know, he was the best player in the team. You just never know. I, uh, my theory on the Texans, right, is this is not going to end anytime soon in terms of the cases. And maybe you just don't want to be involved. So you just pay it because they claim their innocence. But for Deshaun, I, I think this has nothing to do with them. Now, maybe the league, you know, gets mad at them or does something to them. And I'm sure everyone on social media wants that to happen. And maybe it does. But I, I think this is pretty independent of, whatever is going to happen to Sean, whenever the hell that happens. I haven't asked you your West coast guy, as am I, um, USC and UCLA are now going to be in the big 10. 
How's you know, it's, I think I can separate it from just the nostalgic fan in me that grew up. I remember being at Memorial Stadium when you, they played USC and Keyshawn, and you know, I grew up a huge UCLA basketball fan. Family friend played on the team right after they won the national championship, and just those programs, obviously, they mean a lot to us out west just in terms of their importance. Uh, it sucks. But at the same time, I, I do understand. I mean, they, they've fallen so far behind with the television deal that the money is getting so outrageous. Uh, they had this opportunity to join one of the two behemoths. I mean, it just it, it was not progressing. It, it, it just wasn't out here. I mean, I, I love college sports, but I mean, down the road for me, Stanford had that period where the year after year of Harbaugh, where they were elite, and then like three, four straight years of, of David Shaw in the top five in football. I mean, they were a powerhouse. And they could get like 10,000 people at the games. And I just, I, I don't know if most of these programs, I mean, I, I respect Washington State and Oregon State, but ultimately just, they just don't do much. I mean, Utah, it's been incredible what they've done, the transition they've made. I mean, they, I mean when, when I was in like junior high, high school, weren't they a whack school? I mean, they went from being a whack school to like winning the Pac-12 and going toe-to-toe with Ohio State at the Rose Bowl. But at the end of the day, if like that is, is the team leading you, for just the big picture money, it, it, it's a problem, you know, and, and it's just, it, it sucks, but I do understand it financially. And I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this. I didn't know this, even though it makes sense, how UCLA hundred million dollars in the red and they would have to start cutting sports. Like they, they were in shambles. So I, I get why they piggybacked with USC and I, and I get why the moment Lincoln Riley signs, why the big 10 would be highly invested. Now to me, what makes sense if they can convince Notre Dame doesn't Notre Dame and then coming with Stanford, one of their rivals, the Big Ten's big into academics. Stanford's good at all these two other of sports. Ri- be, two, be two of their rivals, said Stanford and, uh, and USC. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that that would be – a lot of people think like Oregon and Notre Dame or – you know, now I'm just like, I, I think they would probably want Stanford. Because <laughs> I, I don't think Stanford – if the Big 12 connects, you know, they do this thing where they bring some of the schools or like Stanford, I, I can't see them doing that. Like Stanford to me is either going to the Big 10 or like they'll just transition to Ivy. If that's even I, an I option, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know because they're so they're so invested in it in, in their Olympic sports. It's just a the whole thing is weird. I, I think that like the recruiting part to it is going to be bizarre as well. Right. Because, you know, you regionally recruit. I don't think I, – I think it, it helps USC um, to, to some extent. I think it, it helps probably UCLA, although I just – I think UCLA is going to get annihilated in that league unless they I, – I don't, I don't know how you can have a state – they'll be road team in most in, – in the Rose Bowl. They'll be a road sure. team many times. I, don't, it'll, to me, it'll really help their basketball team. They're already I think awesome. But I, I, I think it'll, I think I it'll hurt their basketball team. See, I feel like it'll take them to another level just in terms of relevance. It feels like they've even been a little under the radar just because the conference is. That's fair. That, that, that's fair. But the likelihood of you going on the road and playing Indiana and Purdue in back-to-back games and winning Michigan, those games. Michigan State, back-to-back games. Yeah, it's tough. Now, the only thing they have going for them is they have a coach who their style is basically a Big Ten style, right? But the, the, I just that level of travel for college kids, the results are usually not very good. Totally agree because you know, especially in basketball, you're going to be depending on 19 and 20 year olds. Even in football, well, you're, tra- you're, you're also traveling too. a whole lot more. Like football, it's like four games, right? Yeah, that is true. It's easier. It's just one, and it's just you head out Friday morning, right? You play Saturday afternoon. The one thing for football with UCLA, 
Now, I, though, I would never do. I mean, you hear some of these like off the record details of what Lincoln, the way it went down, and the way what encapsulates that contract. It's pretty crazy. UCLA will never do that with their football coach, but they do have a lot more money to like go hire someone. Maybe not Lincoln Riley, but like get their version of Chris Peterson or get their. That, honestly, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. I, I will tell you that most of that doesn't matter. I I think they're they're screwed because they're not gonna they're not gonna do the NIL. Now, most of the Big Ten is not huge NIL people, but I think that that's going to hurt them is the no NIL. But, but won't if you get a better coach and get – It, does, like, it doesn't you, matter. If you don't you have, have the, the players, built-in like, are, you, are you really winning if you don't have dudes? Well, remember like when, when you grew up in L.A. and like we're in high school, UCLA was way better than USC, and they had way more NFL players on the team in the 90s. They did. I, I know. I know it's the '90s, but still, it's like I, I'm not saying. That and it was hard to get. And it was hard to get in school, and it wasn't hard to get into USC. I, I just feel. Uh, that I get. I guess, but but the the the. I'm the not weird... saying they're going to be like an 11 win power, but I, I do think they can be more consistently competitive than they've been. Now, you, like you said, the competition's way better, so it's going to be a lot harder. Like Chip won eight games last year because four of them were just you win with your eyes closed, right? Arizona, you know, Washington State, like he, he uh, Colorado. You know, they're just not as me- even the even quote unquote the easier games like Minnesota. You know, like Minnesota would light up Arizona, so it, it is just more difficult for sure. Yeah, John, great stuff, dude. Can't wait for the next pod. Thank you for joining us. See you, bro. Have a good weekend. The Dollar Shave Club six blade six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. Will Deshaun Watson be the starting quarterback against Baltimore Week Seven for this coming season? I mean, I'm going to tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get caught up on some of the stories today by playing a game. Let's do so with Brian Finley. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. And B, Doug, what you got? Yes, Doug, the game is... Psychic. Time to put on your neighborhood palm reader. And channel that in here. Psychic, here's our first question. The Browns reporting to training camp on July 26th. We know that. But will we know by then the punishment for Deshaun Watson? We will. Mm. We will. We will will know next week. It's coming to me next week. We will know. We will. Channeling your psychic... And staying with the Browns, you know, they play Baltimore, of course, week seven of this upcoming season. By then, do you think Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback week seven? No, I believe it'll be week nine. I Mm. believe he'll get eight games, an eight-game suspension, not a six-game suspension, as some people think. Well, Watson has no plans of retiring anytime soon, but who will retire first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Um... Well, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has said, like, this is his last season playing football. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at least two years more. Tom Brady will retire first. Sean Payton said he retired, but you've kind of put that in air quotes because there's rumblings of him coming back. Will he be the head coach of an NFL team in 2023? In one year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will be the head co- he will be a head coach in, in one year. 
will we see Tiger Woods? Obviously, he missed the cut today at the Open Championship, but could he ever win another major? No. Yeah. No. I, I thought he could win the, the Masters. He could play that thing blind, but I just he just can't do it. Walking the hills is yeah. too much for him, and I just think he's done. DeAndre Ayton is not done in Phoenix after the Suns matched a deal to keep him. Will he be a member of the Suns, though, after the NBA's trade deadline next season? Yes, yes. Mm. I mean, I don't think you're going to sign him and then trade him this year in January. You wouldn't have signed that contract. Uh, he'll, he'll make it through the year at least, maybe even two. Will Kyrie Irving next year be a Brooklynette? No. No, they'll find a way to move him. I mean, there's talk of, of San Antonio. I don't see that one happening for Russell Westbrook unless they want to buy him out. Um, but no, I do not see him. I, I, I do not see him being in that. The chances in putting your psychic hat on in Kevin Durant being a net next season. Uh, again, don't see Kevin Durant being in that. I think they want a clean house. I think they want to start over and get back to the, the quality culture. If they could keep Durant, they would, but it doesn't appear like they can keep Durant. What about putting your psychic hat on for who's going to win this home run derby on Monday night? Obviously, you've got Albert Pujols, Pete Alonso, who's a two-time defending champ, Ronald Lacuna Jr., Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Jose Ramirez. Uh, Jay Stu, who should I pick? <laughs> um, I'm going to be there, by the way. And I'm rooting for Albert Pujols. Mm. He won't win. <laughs> I'm rooting for him to win. You got to go with the defending champ. Should he even Albert be? Albert Pujols is the defending champ? No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you're going to guess, guess the defending champ. Our guy from the Mets. Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Uh, have you been to a home run derby before? No, which is why I'm going. Uh, <laughs> the prices are outrageous, but I'm justifying that it's happened once in 40 years. Have you have you um, uh, have you already purchased the tickets? <laughs> I did. I did purchase it. I'm going on Monday. Can I give you some advice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Resell them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, they were a birthday, no, I'm, I, a birthday I'm, present I'm for not, my son. So. Uh, buy, a, buy him a better birthday present <laughs> with, the, with the money made. It's so boring. It's it Even by baseball standards, it's boring. I know you guys love baseball. It's boring. I'll repeat and back on – I'll report back on Tuesday. And that's psychic. Uh, the Dollar Shave Club. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. I will tell you what I think about the Suns matching the offer for DeAndre Ayton and what it means for Kevin Durant. <laughs> 